Hey everyone, welcome to the House Church Podcast. This is Pastor Jamie here. I'm so glad you decided to join us for today's broadcast. Every time we come together as a church, people encounter God. So my prayer is that you too would experience His presence and hear His voice for yourself. Please enjoy today's message. got a Bible, would you please open to Psalms 24. Psalms 24, starting in verse 6. Psalms 24, starting verse 6, and on through the end of the chapter there. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the Lord's face. Lift up your head, O gates. Be lifted up, O ancient door, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O gates. Lift them up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts or angels. He is the king of glory. Lift up your head, O gates. Be lifted up, O ancient doors. Why? So the king of glory can come in. Who is the king of glory? He is the king who's mighty in battle. Who is this king of glory? He is the God who oversees angel armies. Anybody want God involved in their battles? Anybody, anybody else want, want to see God, his kingdom, his rule, touch your circumstances? I, I think we want that outcome. I, I trust the Lord. I trust his goodness. I trust that, that, God's, that God's plan is better than mine. I do. I think he sees things from a different perspective and maybe a better perspective than mine. And I want him involved. When I go out to battle, when I, when I have a situation arise in my life where I feel like, man, I don't know how I am going to make it through. I don't know how I'm going to overcome. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, get through what feels like a war, difficulty. I want the God of angel armies on my side. I want the God, I want a king who's a mighty in battle, who knows what he's doing. I want him in this situation. Is there anybody alive today? Come on. Elbow your neighbor and goes, that's a good idea. We should get God involved. It's a good idea. It says, lift up the head, O gate. O ancient door. You got to be open. There's something here that's closed. And in and, and the very beginning of time, I'm going to need to just kind of laser beam some ideas today. So... The very beginning of humanity's journey, Adam and Eve make a decision, and that decision is to go their own way. The word sin means to, it's your own path. It's to go your own way. It's to miss the perfected mark, God's plan, or there's sin. Sin is to miss the mark. In the beginning, Adam and Eve chose to go their own way. And the scripture says the consequence of that is that the door 
to eternal life is closed and there are guardians standing in front of that door. It says that the cherub and a, and a flaming sword are guarding the way to the tree of life. This is no longer an access point for eternal life and humanity. God shuts the door. We know that Jesus is the door. John 10 says this about him, that he is the good shepherd. That the good shepherd comes in and out. That, that he is the, scripture says, that he is the door. He comes in and out. He is the one that helps enable sheep, the people, to know the way in which they should walk in. Jesus is that ancient door. He's the way. He's the access point. And that through Christ's life, through his death and resurrection, it says on the other side of that, that that door to eternal life is flung open. We know it as the day of Pentecost. The day that the spirit of eternal life is opened back to humanity. And the manifestation, what happened was fire and wind. The very things that close the door suddenly are unlocking the door to humanity. Eternal life is now able to be accessed. Who is it accessed through? Who's the door? Jesus. Sunday school answer. All you got to do is answer Jesus today. You win. Okay? You got this. Jesus is the answer. He is the door. The ancient door is opened, and it is through the new covenant. It is through Jesus. There's this story of a situation where Israel is facing an enemy kingdom, and the enemy is too strong for Israel. They're not going to win this battle. And the king's name is Jehoshaphat, who is leading Judah out to battle. And as he's coming out to battle, he realizes he's not going to win. This isn't a victory that can be won through military. They seek the Lord, and they're praying, and they're and, and the prophets come and they speak to Jehoshaphat and they tell him, hey, you got to do X, Y, and Z. And the Lord is going to fight this battle for you. The God of angel armies is going to show up if you do these things. If you will open the door to the God of angel armies, he will come in and he'll fight the battle for you and he'll win the victory. There's a prescribed method. It's very clear what is told to them. We pick up the story in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. They rose early in the morning and they went out to the wilderness. And they went out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord, your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and you're going to succeed. When he consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire. As they went out before the army, he said, they, excuse me, and said, give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, set ambushes against the sons of Ammon against Moab and Mount Seir, who had come out against Judah. And so they were routed. 
For the sons of Ammon and Moab rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, destroying them completely. And when they had finished with the inhabitants of Mount Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Okay, so you got the Jerusalem, Judah is coming out to fight this battle. God says to Jehoshaphat, send the singers out. Send the worship leaders out to the battle first. Have them go before you. And so he does, and he has them go out before you, and this is what they do. They begin to declare thanks. Let me just read it for you again. Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. That's the song. So there he is, Akil with his trumpet. I'm not going to touch it. I'll leave it there, Akil. But there's Akil out there leading the way, and he's singing, give thanks to the Lord. His everlasting kindness. Give thanks to the Lord. He's loving. He's kind. He's good. A kill with his trumpet. As an army is bearing down with scimitars, swords, lightsabers, guns, whatever it is. And suddenly before them, the enemy turns on one another and destroys one another. Destroys the inhabitants of the mountain, destroys each other. The whole thing is routed. We know from scripture, other stories, that angels cause the disruption, cause the confusion, and destroy one another. This expression or this experience defines what it is to open the ancient door, open the gate. What does it look like? How do we do that? It's actually really clear here. It's not always something that we enjoy doing. In fact, I'm going to tell you today that you're going to argue with me because it's the last thing you want to do. But if you know how to open the door and get God involved, even if it's uncomfortable to you, wouldn't it be worth doing? Give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. And when they began to praise, that word praise is the word for a prophetic song. Give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. The word thanks there is that it, it has three pictures associated with this word. So when we define this word, it has three images that are associated with it. The first is this, a man with his arms lifted up. Okay, if you're not going to knock anybody in the head right now, just feel free. Just lift your hands for a second, right? And a man with his arms lifted up. Then the second picture is an open door. And the third picture is the breath of God. So these three pictures, a man with his hands lifted, an open door, and the breath of God. How do you get the God of angel armies involved? How do you assign angels to battle for you? It says that when they did this, when they gave thanks, when they lifted up their hands and opened the door and then gave breath, it says that what came out of them was a prophetic song. They began to speak forth what they saw God doing. A prophetic song is you're giving words to the moment. You recognize what God's doing, and you talk about that. You don't come with an agenda. You don't come with your scheme. You don't come with a plan. You simply say what God is saying. 
Jesus tells us that in the moment of persecution where you might be facing the end of your life and you're going to be tried, he tells us, he says, this is what you're supposed to do. Don't try to conjure up words. Don't get really clever. I will give you words in that moment. That expression, that experience is what's happening here. They go out and they lift their hands. They open the door and the breath of God comes through them. Thanksgiving is a powerful weapon of warfare, but it requires us to do something that we don't want to do. And that is, I don't want to bless my enemy. And I certainly don't want to give thanks for those who are trying to hurt me or injure me or destroy me. I do not want to let my guard down in the presence of my enemy. That's the time when I'm supposed to fight. To give thanks is to lift up your hands. It's a position of surrender. It's not a fighting. It's a position of surrender. To open your heart is to let the guard down. You're not defending yourself. You actually are opening yourself up so that the breath of God can come through you. Samaritan woman is talking to Jesus, and Jesus says, listen, there's an hour coming, and now is, where the Father is looking for worshipers who worship in Spirit and truth. Spirit is the word for breath. It's the word for to, to, um, to give voice to, to, to give breath to. And the word truth is for authentic or authenticity. It's to, it's to open up your heart and to authentically express worship to the Lord. It's what the Father's looking for. He's looking for this. He's looking for... Hands raised, heart open, and let breath come through you. How do you fight your battles? It is not by becoming strategic. It is not, listen, please don't be offended, but it is definitely not by strategizing more of how to overcome the enemy. It is definitely not by becoming more and more clever according to the patterns of this world so that we can figure out how to beat the bad guy. It's definitely not by using the the methods of this world. That is not how we overcome evil. If you want to see the kingdom of heaven expressed in the world, then then you got to do this, and that is to surrender, open your heart, and let authentic breath come through you in thanks. It's a position of thanksgiving. Angels are looking to, to, to accomplish what God is saying. The, the heaven moves according to the word of the Lord. Have you, ever, have you ever said the right thing, but it wasn't received the right way? Have you ever said the truth, but it was, it was received poorly? Or, or, or I'm going to actually, I'm going to take it maybe even in a different direction. I'm going to say, listen, like, you, you had the... You were saying the right thing, the correct words, but you didn't see it actually with the right perspective. And so it wasn't interpreted right, but it was because you actually didn't understand what you were saying. You said the right words, but the motive was off, and so it couldn't be received. I think people know when the motive's wrong. I think we just intuitively know. 
I think we know when you are being strategic in your words with me versus being authentic. I think humans know when you're sharing the gospel with somebody and you're trying to convince them of the truth, but you don't actually love them, I think people know. I, I think people know when they're being judged. I think people know. I don't think people are dumb. I think people intuitively know. They might not be able to give language to it, but they know. Your God knows. And let me tell you, angels aren't going to be fooled by you saying the right things. So you can quote Bible at them, but heaven isn't moved by Bible. Heaven's moved by the rhema. It's the word of the Lord. You don't have the capacity to speak forth the word of the Lord until your heart is aligned with the word of the Lord. Let me say it a different way. You can say the right things, but if, you, if your heart posture isn't, isn't what God was wanting, it comes off as inauthentic. It doesn't come off as truth. It comes off as, I don't know, but it's but it, not real. And so you might say the right things, but angels in heaven are not moved by it. If you want the God of angel armies involved in your stuff, if you want God moving you're in the midst of a battle and you need God to invade. You need the Lord to show up. Maybe you're in a fight for your life and a disease is trying to take you and you're like, I know the truth and the truth is this, that God heals and God delivers and God, right? But your heart itself hasn't embraced what God's even doing in your life through the process. Do you realize that the Lord is inviting us up here? There is a door open in the heavens, and the invitation is to get a different perspective. It's to see from above, not beneath. It's to get his heart on issues so that when you speak, heaven moves. I don't know if we need an ocean of words. I think we just need to say the right thing. Right motive, the right heart position. I don't think you need to memorize more Bible verses to make your prayer life more effective. I think you need to get real. And so if you want God involved in your stuff, then you're going to need to gain his perspective. You're going to see from his position. And I don't know, this is the quickest way. You want the spirit of revelation to move in your life? Then you enter his gate with thanksgiving. You enter into his courts with praise. You're going to have to change your disposition about your circumstance if you're going to see from his perspective. So if you want to enter into his gate, if you want to see from his perspective, then here's the deal. You're going to have to open heart, hands lifted in surrender, no longer defensive. You're not trying to blast and get your point across. You're going to have to open up and be thankful for the thing that you are terrified of. You're going to have to become thankful for the enemy that you think is out to get you. You're going to have to position your heart in a place of gratitude. You're not going to see from his perspective until you do. You can't receive until you see it from his perspective. You certainly cannot speak forth his will until you get it. Jesus paid for the sin of the world. Let me go at this in a different angle because I can, the argument is very clear. Jesus paid for the sins of the world. Yeah? He has paid for it all. Even that 
evil person's desire to destroy you. He already paid for it. Already paid for it. If you want, and now I believe that, that even in the worst of circumstances that God is going to turn them for good. And, 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 and I'm not a sadist. I don't like pain. But I know that the Lord can turn things that are horrible to, to, for my benefit. And he already paid for the sins of the world. He already paid for that. And so I know that if I want to see his perspective in this thing, that I'm going to have to align with his mercy. So, so he paid for it. So then there's no reason for me to fight against it. He's bigger than my circumstances. He's way more powerful. And I know that he's in the midst of my journey. And so even though I don't like it, even though I don't agree with it, I can trust him. And even in the last moment, you have a jury of people who are deciding your fate. They hate you. They don't want anything to do with you. I know that in that last moment, literally, if I just speak what God's saying, that he can, in a moment, flip the script. That he can deliver me. That he can, he, he in a moment, can change everything. I, I have a video of, of, uh, of my friend Leif Hetland. He is preaching on a stage, and they have a, a, like a, a boundary rope that's, I don't know, it's probably like, like 10 yards away from the stage. There's a buffer zone. And, uh, and, and an angry mob breaks through the, the line, and they're rushing the stage. And there's a video of this. They're rushing the stage to kill him. And they get within like two, three feet of the stage and immediately, suddenly they break into worship and they're all starting to dance in front of the stage. It's not, that's not clever. And, you know, that wasn't an argument that he was having. Like, he's not, he's not clever. This is that when, he, when you got into the Lord's presence, no man, even with the most evil intention, can resist the will of the Lord. If you're aligned with the Lord's purpose, he can change everything. He can change everything in a moment. Your strategy to overcome the enemy by being clever in your marketing is not how you win the day. And, and certainly not your bitterness or your anger or your control because you're afraid of an outcome. That doesn't win the day either. Y'all, if we want... If we want to see the Lord touch our nation, it's not going to be by us becoming more clever. Thanksgiving is what releases angel armies. So, so can you be thankful and recognize the Lord is involved in something even though you don't agree with it? This is hard. It's a difficult mode, but if you want your heart free and you want the Lord to use you in this process... It's going to need to be surrender, not defensive, but open your heart in thanksgiving for what's happening. And then in that exchange, the Lord will give you prophetic breath, spirit and truth. And God loves to show himself strong on behalf of people that do that. 
That's who Jesus is. Jesus did not fight on the way to the cross. He was a lamb led to slaughter. He kept his mouth shut, even though they're reviling him with accusations. He did not defend himself. And he didn't try to fight their arguments. He didn't... (laughs) If you want the Lord to fight your battles, then you have to stop What was that, Akil? Err. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop the the warfare according to the patterns of the world. I am not thankful for my mom's death to cancer. In that, I is hard. But I can tell you that it has only been as I've been able to acknowledge God's process in that and be thankful for what God was in the midst of our family doing that he unlocked revelation that set me free from the pain, bitterness, anger, resentments. I gained a victory out of it. Heaven unlocked for me in many regards. I've seen now many people healed of cancer, but it's not because I waged war. No. It's because I I learned how to be thankful for what God's already doing and then agree with what he's saying. It says the quickest way, there's a lot of smoke coming out of people's ears. You're processing. I get it. You're good. (laughs) It's the quickest way, if you want spirit-filled ministry, if you want supernatural ministry to happen through you, you want the Holy Spirit to use you in ministry, do you want God to show up in your workplace? Do you want God to show up when you pray for somebody? It's, it, this is the quickest way for spirit-filled ministry to take place. It is to thank the Lord. It's to enter in thanksgiving for what that person is going through. Someone comes up and goes, I have cancer. I want you to pray for me, Pastor. It's not to curse the cancer. That's not the way to spirit ministry. Now, God might have you do that, but it's after you open your heart, lift your hands and surrender and hear what God's doing. Don't presume upon it. Hopefully you're hearing me this morning. I, I, this thing is, this is how you get there. This is the quickest way. Start to thank the Lord for what God's doing in their process, even for the hard stuff. It's how you get your perspective to stop being earthly. You come above it. You see from up there. you got to open that door in thanksgiving so you can enter in and see from a different perspective so you can release the rhema word, and then angels come and fight on your behalf. Supernatural stuff happens. I know it's hard. Nobody likes to hear it. No one wants to hear this. It is difficult to say thank you. Very difficult to say thank you when you're being impacted negatively. Okay, our hearts stay closed when we have a hardened, judgmental, bitter, closed off, bad attitude, refusing to listen, unwilling to obey, unbelief, regrets, anger. Impossible to open up your heart so spirit comes through you if you're holding that position. Things like judgmental thinking, criticisms, negativity will prevent you from seeing from God's perspective. 
He doesn't allow that nonsense up there. So you've got to shed that. And the quickest way to shed that is by hands lifted, heart open, thanksgiving. That's how you get there. Chains are going to fall off of people today. We're going to pray right now, and God's going to do something, okay? Would you put a hand on your own heart? Why don't you, don't you stand to your feet? This would, you know, shake off. Shake it off. Put a hand on your own heart, please. Whatever you're going through, whatever's difficult, I want you to begin to thank God for it. Not pray against it, not rail against it, not judge it, not come to your own conclusions. Begin to thank God for it. Man, it's hard. I know it's hard. But Jesus paid for it. And he's there in the midst of it. He's going to speak to you. Quickest way to unlock this thing, though, is for Thanksgiving. So just begin to thank him for it. God, thanks. Thank you. Come on, just speak it out. It can be quietly under your breath, but whatever you're struggling with, Maybe there's an enemy. Maybe it's your anger about the political season. Maybe it's your anger about the Vikings or Packers or whatever it is, okay? You don't think I'm not bitter? I'm bitter, okay? I'm fighting it. Jesus, thank you for San Francisco. Come on. Lord, thank you. I trust you, God. Thank you. I know this is hard, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in the midst of it. Thank you, God, that you are in my journey, that you're turning things, Lord, for good, things that are meant for evil. Lord, I'm asking right now, I'm opening my heart on purpose. Thank you. I let go of my regrets. I let go of my resentments. I let go of my bitterness or jealousy or anger or resentment. Lord, I'm letting go of my judgments. I decree mercy. I release mercy. Mercy over a political enemy. Mercy over those who would, I, I don't understand outcomes of, of law, Lord. I don't understand outcomes of decisions of judges or lawmakers, Lord. I don't always agree with it, that's for sure. But Lord, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you that you're in the midst of our journey and that you see a bigger picture than I do. And I can, I can be okay with that. I can trust you, Lord. So I want to say thank you today. Come on, say thank you to the Lord. Seriously, this is how we unlock it. You want to see God move in our nation? Start to thank him for their, your, current, your current president, your current legislating body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're in the midst of all this. Thank you, God, that you're moving on their behalf. Thank you that I don't see everything, God, but you are there. I know that you're giving counsel. You're speaking, Lord. And I don't understand the processes, Lord, but I thank you for them. Thank you, God, that you're in the midst of it. In the midst of it all. Thank you, Lord. Now, as you're giving thanks, the Holy Spirit's going to show you something. He's going to unlock thinking. And when it comes to you, that's the word. You release it. Speak it. It's spirit words. He might give you instruction. He might, he might show you a picture. He might... Just help you to think about it differently, but it'll unlock your chains. You won't be bound by it anymore, and God will start to get involved. Holy Spirit, would you come right now and breathe on each one? Okay, now would you just reach over, put a hand on someone's shoulder, and just pray the Holy Spirit would move so powerfully in and through them. Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill them, Lord. Fill them. 
unlock their vision so they can see clearly, Lord. They wouldn't be stuck in their pain. They wouldn't be stuck in the resentments. They wouldn't be stuck, Lord. They could see more clearly, God. Help them to see, Lord, that they could speak and decree and that the God of angel armies would move on their behalf, Lord. I don't understand why this has happened to them, Lord, but I am agreeing that you're in the midst of it, Lord, and you're working on their behalf for their good. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come in every way. Come in every way. Come in every way, Lord. Set them free, Jesus. Set them free. Now, I bless your people today, Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May his favor be on your life. You would know what it's like to walk in God's grace and his peace would guard your hearts and minds. You'd advance his kingdom wherever you go. I bless you today, church, in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. And everyone who dared to agree with that said, come on, can we give a good clap to the Lord today? Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. It's our hope that God touched your life in a truly meaningful way. And if you were impacted, please let us know by writing a review or share it with friends. If you'd like more information on The House Church, we would love to connect you with our community. Please visit us at ithehouse.org for more information. We'll see you next week.